Hello and welcome to our Friday episode of the Byron Life Diaries. This is a little taste of life in Byron Bay, where the boss and I have just moved to. Each week, I'll let you know what's been happening and share our journey with you all. From food, to nature, to celeb spotting, to yogs, you name it. This is a weekly check-in and we'll cover it all. Sending big love from our new home, Byron Bay. Hello there and welcome to your Friday diary pod back in Byron Bay, which means your diary, your Friday diary is coming from beautiful Byron Bay. So the diary episode is going to have the exact same premise that it's always had. So when I've just been in LA, it's like a life check-in on all things that have happened during that week. And then on Mondays, we have our podcast episode where we interview someone. So the Monday episode that's just come out was actually, in fact, the Bosco interviewing me about hotel quarantine because it is such an interesting thing to experience. So we kind of wanted to like answer everyone's questions about that. So that episode is already out. And then Monday, the episode that is about to drop, I am so excited about it. It is with an American actor, comedian and ghost hunter might I say, Momo Rodriguez. He's incredible and I'm a massive Sons of Anarchy fan and he's in a show called Mayans MC and we talk all about all the things, acting, comedy, method acting, walking on set of that iconic TV show. Uh, We even do talk about ghost hunting and even did some ghost hunting in my apartment, which you will hear. So incredible human being, very generous, very cool. And that's Monday's ep. So I invite you to tune into that. On Monday, today's ep, we're just going to run through what's happened in the last week. Of course, last week's ep, last week's Friday diary, I was still in hotel quarantine. So it was kind of like a quarantine-y kind of diary. Whereas now I've been in Byron for, ooh. How many days now, Bosco? Three or four? Do you want to come say hi? Three or four days I've been in Byron Bay. So you're kind of getting a half diary. Oh, hang on. We've got a guest just popping through. Don't mind the new – what's this stuff called that you ordered? Acoustic panels. Acoustic foam panels. Can you um, put my headphones on? They don't sound like they work to me. Um, oh, wow. Whoa. So I just had the volume down. Yeah. Okay, and there you go. There's your blonde moment for the day. Had the volume turned too far down. It sounds beautiful now. Well, not beautiful, but very clear. Okay, so uh, last Sunday, so Sunday just gone, I got out of hotel quarantine. Basically what happens is is they're like, right, you checked in in the morning of the 15th day. So you stay for 14 nights, 15 days. Technically you get out on the 15th day. And they're like, because you checked in the morning, you're allowed to check out in the morning, anything between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. And I was like, right, okay, and my flight wasn't until the afternoon and I was like, oh, can I like stay a little bit longer just so that I can go because you're not allowed to, you have to go directly from hotel quarantine straight to the airport and you can sit in the airport lounge with your little tag on, you have like a fluoro pink tag on your wrist and I was like, oh, can I please um, stay an extra hour so I can go straight to the airport I'm not just milling at the airport, which is kind of like a ghost town. There were five flights that ran on 
um, Sunday out of Sydney. Sydney, arguably one of the biggest airports, if not the biggest in Australia and the most domestic flights. I'm just going to have a quick swig of water. I realise I haven't drank anything. That is so much better. Sorry, I was, have a very dry mouth right then. So, uh, yeah, they let me check out an hour late. So I, got, I checked out at 11. My friend Jane picked me up with her amazing French bulldog mate and they were the first people that I saw straight out of lockdown and then we literally went straight to the airport, dropped me at the – so I couldn't even have a coffee with Jane and mate. had to go direct to the airport. So I did that. Went directly to the airport, did not pass go, did not collect $200. In fact, gave $3,000. Oh, interesting thing about that, they sent you an invoice. I just got my invoice today, I think, for $3,000 for hotel quarantine. Right. Uh, oh, one more thing. I do need a shout out, American Tourist. They sent me a suitcase like literally 24 hours before I had to fly because I found out I was on that Dash 8, which is a really small aeroplane, the propeller, like with the little – um you know, propeller uh, thingamabobs. So it's littler and your suitcases can't be over 23 kilos. And I'd flown internationally with well over that. Plus I got sent some goodies whilst in lockdown. So, yeah, I had to buy another suit. Well, not buy. I was gifted from American Truth. So they got it literally to my hotel and big, big thank you to them. Also big thank you for Jane and mate for taking me to the airport. So as soon as Bosco picked me up from the airport, we unpacked everything. I was like super awkward because I was like, I said to boss, I was like, oh, I don't know if I remember how to kiss. It's very funny. Anyway, so picked me up from the airport and literally dropped our suitcase, my suitcase off and just got changed, went straight to the beach, jumped in the ocean. Our favourite beach is called Broken Head. We were the only ones on the beach and we just like, dive straight into the ocean. So that was epic. Uh, The next day we had a coffee together in the backyard and I was just like, oh, I'll never take fresh air for granted. Remember in hotel quarantine my windows did open like a few inches but not everyone's do and, yeah, just to have access to fresh air is like such – it feels so nice after hotel quarantine. Okay, what have I got? Oh, let's talk to you quickly about Fearlessly Failing, the book. So at Booktopia were meant to send me stock while I was in hotel quarantine. There's just been a slight printing delay. It won't affect the release date at all. But now they're sending me book stock here to sign. So hopefully I get to sign all the stock tomorrow and that'll be the signed stock that you can order through Booktopia, which is the pre-order link that'll be in my Insta bio. A lot of questions about how to get signed stock. That's how to get signed stock. You just go for the link in my bio and I'm pretty sure the first 400 copies will be signed. So as long as you're getting snappy, you'll be fine. No props. I've had my dialect coach because I'm um, preparing to record the audiobook. I think we start recording that next week and that's quite an art form. Like I don't want to F that up. I really want to give it my all and um, make sure that it's as good as it can be. So I'm really excited about that. And then um, – Audiobook, Dialect Coach was awesome, made me like totally fall in love with the book and like the way to deliver it, if that makes sense. Like that's like, I don't know, really exciting for me. Um, Sunning Stock, yeah, so I'm planning on being in SIDS in November for the book and it officially comes out first in November. So fingers crossed everything's good for travel and flying and being able to – Obviously, I'm in the same state. So, I mean, Byron to Sydney is all in one state and I'll be travelling for work. So, hopefully it's all fine. 
Okay, also the day after I got back to Byron was our three-year anniversary with the Bossa Chengi and we had this grand plan to go to Ray's, which is our favourite kind of like, it's a restaurant but they have this what's called cellar bar outdoors and you kind of watch the sunset at Watergoes Beach and I love a dry gin martini and we had this grand plan to go there but um, it was pouring down and like grey ominous clouds and I was like, boss, we're staying home. So we had Boss Mamie, a martini. He had a Negrones. And what did you make for – he made a special dinner. Oh, I did make a note here. I had a really yummy gin that I hadn't tried before from local – it's a local place in um, around Byron called Tinder Bar and the brand is Tunchimobile, Turchimobile. Anyway, it was really good. Tinder bar gym. Bosso got me um, some lingerie, which is really nice for our anniversary. Bosso Chengos, what did you make for our anniversary dinner? Uh, salmon. Oh, yeah, we did this yummy baked salmon. He does this like crust on top with parsley, lemon and garlic and then he did these like baked broccoli and then he folded through the broccoli like roasted garlic, anchovies, olive oil and lemon juice. Oh, my goodness. It was so, so yum. That was – oh, yeah, and he grates a bit of parmesan. Parmesan boss? No. Grampadano. That was really nice. He made that. That was kind of like our um, anniversary dinner and we did it all at home. Had a cocktail at home. It was really, really nice. In fact – I think I preferred staying home to going out because it's just like super chill and it was cosy even though it was quite cold outside. So it was nice. It's been nice being back in Byron. It's not as been as warm as I expect it to be. It's been quite chilly but been really nice. I am back on my exercise grind. So I'm back at Peaches Pilates doing Pilates, feeling sore but, you know, that good sore, like that good um, muscle pain. I also booked myself a massage yesterday at a wonderful place called Comma and that was amazing and I just need it because I knew I was so stressed right before coming back to Australia and I was so worried and I was holding so much tension in my body. So, yeah, it made me realise how much I needed that massage and I slept like a baby last night so I must have really, really, really needed it. Um, What else to tell you? Boss and I are now watching... We are now watching Witcher together. Uh, the last night in hotel quarantine, I randomly watched a movie and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so good. So I didn't think I would watch it. I was just kind of like watch – sometimes I'll watch something when I'm having dinner just to kind of like it's fun and fun way to have dinner when you're on your own. And I put on Marriage Story, which is Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver who used to be in the Marines – and he's Matt said he's a baddie on Star Wars too. I think he's like Darth Vader's grandson or something. I've never watched Star Wars, don't judge. Uh, anyway, in Marriage Story, he is incredible. Like I was like, who is this actor? This is incredible. And I'd heard people at acting school really nerd out over Adam, Adam Driver. <clears throat> over Adam Driver. Anyway. Very amazing. Like I cried so much. Uh, very, very amazing and true. It felt like a very true story. I feel like a lot of people could probably relate to it. And it's about like a marriage breakup but then from that breakup a beautiful family forming. 
which is really, really, really nice. Anyway, so I just thought I'm, I had a, had that in my notes to share with you. Um, what have I written here? Check out HQ. Um, is that I had I had an issue when I flew from Bal- Sydney to Ballina. I didn't have New South Wales ID. I had Victorian ID because that's where the boss and I lived before coming to Byron Bay and I got stopped by the police before I got on the plane to Ballina and they're like, where's your ID? And I'm like, it's Victorian. And they're like, we need ID to prove that you're a resident of where you're flying to. So I was flying into Ballina, which is the main airport of Byron Bay. So I had to like traipse through all my emails from a year ago and find my lease because boss and I obviously have a lease here for our rental. And that's when I was like, shiver me timbers, you need to switch your license over. So literally the next day I went to New South Wales Service Centre, went in, got a new driver's license, got New South Wales ID because I was like, oh, that was scary. I did not want to have to go through that again. But just handy for anyone that has moved. I know a lot of people have moved during COVID and we're one of those people, but um, you need ID to prove where your base is, obviously Lola. But um, yeah, I'd probably been a bit lax with that. And I was so concerned about all my Cali ID and everything. So I felt like I was well-versed because I'd just done it, all of that in America. So I just redid it for here so that when I am in Australia, Byron Bay is my base, basically. So that was cool. That was fun. Oh, I'm reading a book at the moment I want to tell you about. It's really scary though and I dreamt of murders last night. So it, you've got to have your wits about you just to read this. Um so it's based on – actually, the TV show is based on this book. The book is called Mind Hunter, Inside the FBI Elite Serial Crime Unit. It's by John Douglas and Mark Olshaka. Uh, it's – John Douglas is the FBI's pioneer and master of investigating – of investigative – profiling and one of the most exciting figures in law enforcement and he is so if anyone's watched the Netflix show Mindhunter Jonathan Groff's character is this guy that wrote this book and this book is the premise of the TV show and at my acting school in LA they recommend you read this book to understand human behavior because humans are all driven by certain things and this book is obviously about like a little snippet into the mind of like serial killers and psychopaths and whatnot and but it's all true it's like literally the FBI unit that coined the phrase what a serial killer was up until then like in the 70s it was just called like a killer that killed in cycles or a killer that like very fascinating but also scary and of course I dreamt of murders last night so that tells me that it might be a bit too scary to read right before bed but fascinating about human behaviour and fascinating how basically what he did was um, interview uh, convicted criminals, rapists and murderers that were in jail, like he interviewed Charles Manson, um, the co-ed killer, um, I don't know if he interviewed BTK. I think he did. But all the big ones of like the 70s and the 80s and it's what they shared with him. So some serial killers like have take on no ownership of what they've done and they're like, I didn't do it. So they they plead completely like Ted Bundy right up until the end was like, I'm not guilty, I'm not guilty, I'm not guilty. Um, But some of them were really forthcoming with why they did what they did with this guy and he documented it. He'd go into prisons and interview them and have a – voice recorder 
And, again, it's like the same premise of the show on Netflix if you've seen it. But, yeah, I've been told to read this book and it's really cool. Like it's really enthralling but obviously it's getting in my head a bit because I had bad dreams last night. But it's interesting. It's called Mindhunter Inside the FBI Elite Serial Crime Unit and John Douglas is the guy that um, made it quite famous and to this day I think is practising and and working on cases. But, yeah, very, very interesting. And it breaks down like individual case studies of like some of the most iconic serial killers in the world like Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, uh, the Atlanta Child Murders. And that's if you've watched the show, this will all be coming back to you because they refer to all of these people and cover these cases in the TV show. Anyway, very interesting, very, very fascinating but it's a very fascinating look at human behavior and you know that I love the brain and we've had David Gillespie on the podcast before that has a book out called Taming Toxic People where he talks about dealing with psychopaths not necessarily criminal psychopaths but more your every everyday kind of person that you know you might find in the workplace or you might have that friend that is continuously manipulating you or gaslighting you yet they may have quite narcissistic or psychopathic tendencies and it's um really fascinating so I love David Gillespie's book Taming Toxic People so I think this is like a much more hardcore (laughs) step in that direction but yeah I just wanted to share it with you because it's what I am reading this week I've got a fair few authors lined up for the podcast I'm gonna have to start reading their books um quite prevalently and quickly. So I think what I'll do is bring the book club back in and do a book each week. So this is this week's book, Mindhunter by John Douglas and the Netflix show I cannot rave highly enough about. The soundtrack is what makes it so scary. And I was talking to Boss about the soundtrack because he's a, um, a music producer, as you know, and he said that I said it's the the scary music is what makes it so scary. And he said they can – can you hear me, Sexy Lates? Can you come out and explain what you told me about what they do for scary music? Yeah, but come on. I get the boss. He explained it to me so well. It's um, what they do with the music. So if you listen to music and it gets really like you're like, oh, no, 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 the killer's about to come in, that feeling, right? What do they do? You said they play it slightly out of tone. Sometimes out of key, out of tone, make things uncomfortable to listen to. And it's quite high. Yeah, quite high pitched. I feel like you had a bit more info. No, I think that was it. So they deliberately make the music hard and uncomfortable to listen to. Most of the time when you write music, you want to make it pleasurable and not hurt your ears or make you feel uncomfortable. But for that stuff, they make you feel a bit uncomfortable through the music. Through changing pitch. Yeah, changing pitch, changing EQ, sounds. What's EQ? Equalising. Oh, (laughs) nice. Thank you. Thanks, Music 101 with the Bosso. Anyway, so, yeah, anyway, that show is phenomenal and a great soundtrack, like a scary soundtrack but very cool. I Like I like to write to often quite ominous soundtracks but not that kind. That's way too scary to write to but I'll write to The Witcher or what these are soundtracks. I'll write to Sicario. That's an incredible soundtrack. It's very dark and brahmy but it's got a pace to it because there's a lot of chase scenes and so it's quite fast so it's quite good to write to because although it's heavy and dark, it's got pace. 
uh, so, yeah, I love writing to movie scores and, like, even to, like, all the Hans Zimmer stuff, like Gladiator, Interstellar, Inception, Batman. Uh, it's so much fun to write to. Anyway, I've completely rambled. Monday's episode with Momo Rodriguez, you're going to love. He's incredible, blew me away. And literally when after we stopped recording, he kept talking to me for like 20 minutes, such a legend. And as we were walking out of my house in LA, he was like, oh, be careful of that, be careful of that. He was picking the things in the house that had energy in them and I was like, whoa, this is so fascinating. He's like, new Lola, stick to new. And I was like, okay, okay, new apartment, new apartment, good to know, good to know. And our place in Bangalore is brand new. I think there was someone in it for like, six months before us and it's just been the boss and I and everything we've bought is brand new and I'm really excited about that. It's got a very new but Byron-esque kind of feel. A lot of people asking how long I'm here for. I'm in town for about five or six months. I have to be back in America within six months to honour my green card. So I'll stay here for Chrissy. I'll stay here for New Year and all that kind of thing with the Bossa Chengo. And then I'll head back over probably March. So yeah, just going to soak up as much Byron Bay time as I can and then it'll be back to America and hopefully work really hard to get a manager and agent because I wasn't able to get that in my last trip. So that'll be my next big kind of goal and then hopefully audition and I um, want to get back to classes and there's a few things I really want to um, train in over there in like the realm of acting and TV hosting. There you go. There's your update. Uh, this is your Byron Diaries. I'm sorry I haven't done too much out in Byron Bay, although yesterday, oh, of course I end up doing this. I like do all these like P.S. I hiked the lighthouse. Oh, my goodness, I saw so many animals. So let me just give you what I saw in one hike of the lighthouse, which for those listening that haven't been to Byron Bay, it's like our hike, our iconic kind of hike. Like in LA, you do Griffith Park or the Hollywood sign. In Byron, you do the light. It's called the Lighty, but you do the well, you do the lighthouse hike. And it's like, I don't know, just, on, just shy of 10,000 steps. You can do it in like an hour. So uh, as I was walking up, I was like, oh, I hope it's whale season still just. I was like, oh, I hope I see a whale. Didn't see any whales, was looking for them. Saw dolphins and like playing, but then I saw this one dolphin on the way back that was literally doing humongous backflips out of the water, having a right old time, like fully getting its whole body all the way out of the water, getting air, and it was just like having a party all on its own. That was near Water Goes. Um, and then I saw a little wallaby. So wallabies for any American listeners are like a baby kangaroo and he was just chilling in the shrubbery on the hike. I feel like, oh, koalas. We've seen some koalas at the end of our street. We've got um, eucalypts at the end of our street. So I've seen koalas a few times now. They're just the local residents. Haven't seen any naginis, which is Boss and I's word for snake, which is a good thing. We do keep our eyes peeled though because there's a lot around here and in Byron in general. Um, We saw a baby green tree frog on our window the other night and it was really, really cute, like teeny tiny green tree frog, gorgeous, cute, and not too scared like we wouldn't run up to it. We didn't touch it because the chemicals in your hands are bad for the froggo, so we just stayed at, at a distance. Yeah, so there you go. There's my wildlife adventures. I'll check. I haven't missed anything else because I always take photos on my phone and then I'm like, oh, Lola, you didn't mention all these things. This is my bar. Obviously, I've been having a lot of hinterland hot chocolate since I got back. I will say 
in lockdown in hotel quarantine, I was having it with almond milk. But since I've got home, I've been having it with oat milk with the boss. And I think I love oat milk a bit more because I think it's got a natural sweetness to it. But the almond milk always froths up a bit more for me when I whisk it in the pot. And one thing boss did that was delicious. So I drink my Lola coffee black. So I just like pour out a sachet, put in hot water. What the boss has been doing with his is he'll do a sachet, hot water, and then he'll just put in one teaspoon of the hinterland hot chocolate, just literally a half, which is like a half dose pretty much, or even less, like a third dose. So just one teaspoon, whereas the serving size is like a heat tablespoon. And then he'll just put in a dash of oat milk. Can I tell you, so delicious. So, 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 so. And like, because I made a mocha in hotel quarantine, I actually made it like with a full cup of milk, melted the chocolate down, then just put a sachet of dissolved coffee into it. But it tasted really, really chocolatey, which I loved. Whereas Boss's tastes like coffee-ish with just like a little hint of the chocolate. I think his recipe is a little even better than mine, dare I say it. And yeah, all my other photos are nature photos. And I've got more books to review for you. So I will make sure that I bring book club in every week and I will be seeing you every Friday for the next few weeks. There'll be Friday episodes and then what's going to happen is I'm going to release a special around the book. So that'll mean that uh, the Friday diary episodes just for when the book comes out. So after the 1st of November, I'll go through the book with you over a few episodes. So if you're not sure about it or you want to talk about a topic in it, I'll break down the topics within the book and it'll be like a Friday special with the book. So you'll always get a Monday episode that is interview-based. You always get your Friday episode. But uh, from the first week of November, it'll start being a little bit of a twang of the book. So I'll start to break down the book for you. And then after that, it just goes straight back to diaries on Friday. How exciting. How fun. And uh, I've got my first local Byron guest tomorrow. So I'm really excited to be podcasting in real life and my first guest back in Australia. All right, mega love, have a ripper day wherever you are. Bye.